welcome to episode nine of the Shoot Around podcast. My name is Josh. My name is Mac. And today we are going to be doing our power rankings as per every fortnight. Yes, we're really excited. The power rankings have shifted slightly. Uh, a few movers, a few people that have fallen off a little bit, but we'll get to that in a minute. A couple of big changes. Yeah. There are some big changes. There's some big movers this week, movers and shakers, you yeah. know? And some some ones that hit close to Josh's heart, uh, some players that he needed to let go of a little bit to let other players flourish, so Mac to speak. really hurt me this week with his decisions to drop some of my favorite players, uh, and we have had a large argument before the podcast, but we're good now. We're friends yeah. again, so... Just put some makeup on the black eyes. We're all good. Yeah, we're good. We're G to G. Yep. Um, all right, so let us begin. Mackenzie, what are the socials that people can reach us on? The socials that people can reach us on are Facebook and YouTube uh, just look up the Shoot Around podcast. We'll be on there. Like, subscribe, please. Um, Twitter and Instagram at Shoot Around Pod, and on TikTok at Shoot Around NBA Pod. So please give us some con- uh, some interaction on there. We're happy to interact back. We want to hear what you think of the podcast. Good, bad, meh, whatever it is. Let us know, please. Ask us for some opinions too. We're, we're happy to give you our opinions. We give yeah. them out for free. Um, Ask us anything. You know, every week. So. It's $5 through the week. Um, yeah. On the weekend, on Saturdays only, when we record the podcast, they're free. But through the week, when you comment on anything, we will send you a PayPal link. Yeah. And you just send us $5 and we'll answer your question. Yeah. And guaranteed that you'll get a quality answer. So that's yeah. worth noting. Yeah. And also, if you ask five questions, you get a sixth one free. for 20 cents off. Oh. Yeah. So $4.80. Oh. We didn't agree on that. Oh, it's fine. Whatever. Okay. Yeah, Another so argument incoming. 20 cents off. That's what you get. <laughs> I thought that was a fair discount. I was, I was going to give him, you know, buy, f- buy, f- buy six, get one free. Okay. So then you're basically getting five, but you're paying for six or five. You're paying for, you're paying for five and you're getting six. Look, no matter what, it's money well spent. It's complicated, but yeah. look, we'll, we'll work on it as we go. But yep. yes, uh, pay per question coming next week. Absolutely. The um, latest in the news. What have you got, Macca? Um, honestly, not a whole lot of like groundbreaking news recently. Pretty um, Yeah, fairly so. Kawhi and Paul George, like the two biggest players on the Clippers, the most important players, were both out with isolation protocols. The Clippers haven't missed a beat, which I've been really impressed with. They beat the um, Heat yesterday, and that was because the Heat are still missing, you know, a majority of their roster to injuries and isolation protocol. That's a really weird game, actually. It was a strange one. Because the, the Heat, I believe the Heat came out to a huge lead in the first quarter, yeah. and then the Clippers came back and made it very close going into halftime, yeah. and then they killed them in the third, yeah. and then the Heat made a bit of a comeback in the fourth, so it was a bit of an up-and-down game. Um, but yeah, that was an interesting one. Missing Kawhi and Paul George. Hopefully they're back healthy soon enough. The we point of what I was going to say is I think we've seen across the league the impact of the isolation protocol on every roster. And it's not just, you know, main guys going down. It's rotational pieces that are essential to the second units, the third units yeah. that have gone down and, and teams are really suffering because of it. That's right. So uh, a couple of quick thoughts we had through the week and things we saw, observations, etc. Jalen Brown for the Boston Celtics had a big performance. Uh, he scored 33 points in 19 minutes, Huge. which is uh, factually an NBA record for the most by any player in under 20 minutes played in a game. Sensational. Yep, it was sensational. Uh, Jalen Brown has really showed out this season. Mm. I mean, he's picked up in the absence of Tatum for a few games. 
Uh, he deserves to be an all-star, without yeah, a doubt. 100%. There is something I do want to point out with that fact, Ooh. so to speak. It's a Mac bomb. It, yeah, it's interesting because technically, I don't think that is the record because Clay Thompson scored 37 points in a 12-minute quarter. Yeah. So I don't know where they got that math. I think it's just one of those classic uh, broadcast ploys or you know, on Twitter, Instagram, wherever they posted the stats saying, look what Jalen Brown did. Yeah. And then it's it got all the likes and whatever. But Clay Thompson scored 37 in 12 minutes. In, actually, if you look at the video, he scored it in 10 minutes because he didn't score for yeah. the first two minutes. Yeah, he didn't. So within that 12-minute segment, he scored 37. He was absolutely, like, absurdly on fire. So I think it's worth noting that Clay Thompson probably has that record, but you can pick in... Well, you just got to look at the whole game. I think that's what the record was, but it shouldn't be because it should be, you know, don't take a sample and then, you know pointed at the whole of the game like yeah. this this is what he did in 19 minutes yeah. but it doesn't mean that <laughs> it's never been done before exactly um, but yeah look uh, it's still huge it's yeah. still you know incredibly difficult to do no I doubt. can't score 33 points in multiple games oh I thought you, you know, had the across talent. multiple games like like 400 collectively. games collectively yeah. yeah 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 across like 400 500 games my highest scoring game this is a fun fact for everyone 12 points ever yeah in your life yep Okay, mine's 17. So nice. Was that in Canada? Take some notes. Yes, it was. Explains everything. <laughs> we have more NBA talent, but nonetheless. No, you um, don't. That Come doesn't on. explain anything. Come on. Come on. Uh, I just wanted to say, not undermining what Jalen Brown did. He had a phenomenal game. He was on fire. Yeah. Uh, but just keep it honest, ESPN, whoever reported it initially, uh, I don't think what you said was completely it's honest. probably Chuck. Maybe. I don't know. I don't TNT. think Chuck's that intelligent. No, you're um, not. Moving on, Stephen Curry moved to second all-time in three-pointers made in a career. Uh, Unreal. So a couple stats behind that. I'm sure this was out there on the social medias or whatever being spread around. So the original holder of number two was Reggie Miller, uh, obviously an outstanding, well-known NBA player from the past, yep. noted three-point specialist. He needed 1,389 games to make 2,560 total three-pointers. His peak season was in 96-97. He was attempting 6.6 threes per game. Yeah. Stephen Curry needed 715 games, which is nearly half the games played, just over half, uh, to surpass the same number, to make it to 2.561. So in the 2018-2019 season, Curry was attempting 11.7 threes per game. He's around that number this season. But it's just incredible to see how the game has changed and the influence not only of Curry but of three-pointers. Every team has at least one guy averaging like six, seven threes attempted per game. Yeah. Whereas Reggie Miller was blowing everybody out back when he was playing with yeah. that number of 6.6. .6. So I honestly just think it's remarkable to see Curry's progression through his career to turn into this basically like the three-point shooting savant that he is. Um, I picked him as a rookie. Uh, me and a bunch of friends had like, like one of my friends picked Brandon Jennings, another picked Tyreek Evans, and I was a big fan of Curry to win Rookie of the Year. Ultimately, Evans won, but I think I won that competition because Curry has turned out a little bit better than the other two. I don't know what... Just a bit. I don't know what's happened to Brandon Jennings, to be honest. He flamed out fairly quickly. Yeah. I think um, he's playing overseas. Yeah, he might be. Yeah. He might be OJ Mayo's roommate. Um, but yeah, but never in a million years, honestly, did I expect Curry to turn into what he is now. So yeah. good for Steph. Yeah. Um, all we right. Tim Tam. Oh, definitely. Uh, one last special shout out to a shoot around Hall of Famer. 
Um, there was a play Joe Ingles did a couple games ago against the Ooh, Warriors jingles. where he shattered Kent Bazemore's ankles. He did. Uh, we'll include the video in the current podcast. But yeah, uh, look that one up. I wish uh, Kent Bazemore all the best in his recovery. Yeah, it'll um, be a few years before he's going to recover. Being crossed up by an old man. It was a legit crossover. Up. It wasn't like Bazemore tripped on anybody yeah. or anything. It was like Ingles crossover and Bazemore's ankles had no idea what Just happened. folded. Yeah. I'm not like surprised, to be honest. He probably set because he was like, there's no way Jingles is crossing me up here or driving past yeah. me. And he did both in the same play. So I think Ken Bazemore probably just said, who's this YMCA-looking guy out here on the NBA court? Next thing you know. an accountant playing on jazz. <laughs> yeah. Can you look at my uh, financials later, please? <laughs> yeah. No. So Joe Ingles put him, to, put him to sleep, or his ankles to sleep anyway. It was a great play. So, we're going to move on to our top five rankings, uh, power rankings. We're going to start with the rookies. So, quick honorable mention to Patrick Williams of the Chicago Bulls. He's been consistently playing well. Yeah, great rookie season. Yeah, he's going to go down as one of the better picks in the draft, and I have said I'm dead wrong on that one. Yeah. Uh, He's turned out way better than I expected. He's played way better than I thought he would in his rookie year. Hopefully, he continues to progress because he looks good. Yeah, he does look good. And a good fit for that team going forward. Yeah. Um, Also, Desmond Bain and Xavier Tillman on the Memphis Grizzlies. The Grizzlies have had a myriad of injuries, and those two have filled in for those spots really, really well. Yeah. I didn't know of either of them until recently, so good for them. Um, Tillman was a... uh projected to be a very high pick and then he fell back in college i don't remember what happened i don't remember the whole story about that maybe someone can um you know add a little bit of knowledge to our our podcast down below but um yeah look tillman has played well above expectations to this point so Mm -hmm. well deserved yeah absolutely so um at number five we have tyrese maxi from the philadelphia 76ers he's continued to play well um Hopefully that 39-point outburst he had in the shorthanded game they had against the Nuggets wasn't an outlier. I do think he has that potential to be potentially a 20-point score per game. Yeah. But it depends on the system and the players he's with. Um, so he's number five. Number four, we had Cole Anthony making a nice return onto the list. Uh, this is on the back of, uh, well, he had that game winner. But not only that, he stepped into the starting point guard role with the injuries to the rest of the team. So he's had to shoulder a bit of a burden as a rookie, uh, but stepping in as the lead guard now, he's done really well. He's a stud. He's he really good. is. He and is a real stud. Again, to our point from before, if you have an NBA dad, you're kind of set. Yeah. I don't see how you can go wrong. I want an NBA dad. Yeah. Josh is on record saying he needs an NBA dad. Please adopt. Yeah. Tyrese, if you're listening. <laughs> um, yeah, so look, Cole Anthony's. You're, I think you're older than Tyrese Alberton. But we can make oh, it work. Probably am, but that doesn't mean that he can't be my dad. True. True, true, true. <laughs> I was yeah. going to make a very bad joke there, but I'll just leave that to everyone's imaginations. Uh, yeah. Uh, Cole Anthony's been uh, sensational. The game-winning three is probably the highlight of his rookie season so far. Absolutely. Um, and he's really you know, stepped into that leadership role and that, that uh, predominant ball handler role seamlessly like sorry not seamlessly there were a couple of hiccups but he's coming into his own and each game that passes he looks better so yeah no definitely deserves to go into that number four spot replacing Peyton Pritchard yeah uh at number three we have James Wiseman he's been arguably the best big not even arguably he unquestionably the best big out of this draft um he looks sensational uh really been um 
probably the bright spot of their season so far, aside yeah. from, you know, Curry's 62. But yeah, Wiggins look, has been pretty good too, but yeah, I agreed. He's yeah. sort of balanced out for Kelly Oubre's whatever you want to call fall. it. I yeah. call it a shortfall. Shortcomings, whatever you want to call it, yep. he's made up for it. Uh, but Wiseman's been one of my favorite rookies to watch. He's been amazing. Yeah. Um, I really like watching him too. He's, he's taken a lot of um, really high percentage shots, which is something that we said he had to do to, to perform um, at, at this level. So he's done a really good job in that role. At number two, disappointingly, uh, and with much regret, it's uh, Tyrese Halliburton. Yeah, it's finally, the, the ship has finally sunk in a little bit. Uh, I wouldn't say it's sunk. No, no, I just mean from number one. Uh, the, the hill has been conquered by LaMelo Ball. I will um, say, let me, let me just interject here. Halliburton is at least 50 times better than LaMelo Ball on the defensive end of the ball. All right. That's a spicy take. At the moment, okay. LaMelo Ball has a long way to go defensively, and that's why he hasn't been put into the starting rotation. Um, that was something that was said through the week, and it's something that you know really comes into uh, the spotlight when you watch LaMelo Ball play. He can go missing defensively. He has you know momentary lapses. Um, they're the things that Halliburton doesn't have. So he, ha- he dots his I's and crosses his T's. He has a lot less of them, Yeah, if Whereas not any. LaMelo Ball's kind of just scribbling on a piece of paper, but he's making it look really, really good. Yeah, it's in like bright colors and stuff. And yeah, yeah. so yeah, definitely. It's very what you pretty mean. to watch. Yeah. Yeah. No, LaMelo's been exciting. Uh, he played really well today. He had a big put back dunk. So mm. that was cool to see. And a uh, game saving play at the end where he kind of threw the ball or tried to throw it off of Sabonis's back. So to finish the game. Yeah. To, to close out the game and yep. run the clock out. Yeah. So LaMelo uh, basically steals number one here. Um, yep. I have a feeling these two might continue to go back and forth. I think they will. Depending on performance. But. LaMelo, deservingly so, is finally getting the nod as number one. Yep. Um, so, moving on to the players. Uh, quick honorable mention to a couple of guys. Luka Doncic um, has been very nearly averaging a triple-double, unless yep. he has reached those exact numbers now. Um, carrying the Mavs through a slog of injuries. Porzingis returned recently, but... Uh, yeah, Luke has been outstanding. They played the Timberwolves today, so there's a very good chance. That's that a W. He put up uh, big numbers. Yeah, probably like a 50-30-30. Probably. <laughs> Imagine that. Uh, so Luca is coming in probably around number seven, number six on our list. Yep. We also had Stephen Curry, um, who continues to be outstanding. Just fell out, though. Yeah. And I just... think that's more to do with their record. And, you know, yeah. um, look, there's nothing against Steph. He's, he's doing what he can with what he has. Exactly. Um, but yeah, he uh, fell out of the top five this week. Yeah, he had a play against uh, Minnesota. Again, not shocking. They have the worst defense in the league. But he just put on a dribbling clinic while he was being defended. I believe it was uh, Jared... God, what is his name? Vanderbilt. That's the one. Jared Vanderbilt. Yeah, mm. the big man was switched out on Curry. That's a mismatch Minnesota. Yeah. <laughs> Hallelujah. Yeah, big time. Offensive dream if you're playing against Minnesota. Yeah. So Curry put on a, a bit of a clinic, hit a step back three. It looks so smooth and so beautiful. And he's just, yeah, he's he's in his bag this year. So yeah, Curry, he's it. I love seeing Curry play the way he is. I do too. Um, last guy for honorable mention, just because he fell out of the list, was DeMontis Sabonis. One of my favorite players to watch. Yeah, no doubt. He's, he's unquestionably one of the best big men in the league. 
um, and continues to perform at a really high level. Yeah. Uh, he's just fallen out this week. I think it's just due to the other talent being there, you know, winning more games. I think Sabonis's play has a lot to do with how well Brogdon's played. Absolutely. Um, so him falling out of the top five is not a slight on Sabonis. He's still, you know, top 10 player in the league, um, if you ask me or Mac. Yeah. Um, no, he know. is. Is that how you feel? Absolutely. Okay, well, there you go. So if you ask Mac and myself how we feel about Sabonis, he's top 10. Um, but at number five is Kevin Durant. Um, he is having one of his best seasons, statistically. Um, he is the best player on the Nets, unquestionably. Yep. And he's probably, at this point of his career, is overlooked and underrated. I was thinking the same thing. Mm. Like, he, because of the way that the, the Nets season has gone so far, and James Harden and the storyline with Irving, Durant has actually kind of fallen under the radar. Maybe not to the point of, like, no one's talking about it, but it's very, very underrated what he's doing this year. He's having an MVP caliber season. Absolutely. And I feel like that, you know, he hasn't fallen into the conversation, mainly because of the, the clowns on the roster. Um, and that's nothing to do with, you know, Kevin Durant. That's He's been the steadiest part of the team, like which hands is, down. You know, funny to say. A bit ironic. Considering yeah. the things that have followed him around for his career. But, yeah. you know, you start to look at him and just think it's situational. So, yep. yeah, KD number five this week. Yep. And then so that moves us to number four. Mr. Kawhi Leonard uh, has cracked the list. This is all despite what happened with the isolation protocol prior to that coming into place. Um, he and PG are actually both uh, a 50, 40, 90 very exclusive club. Yeah. It's actually becoming, believe it or not, less exclusive. There's many more names in it this year. I don't know if by the end of the season we'll see those numbers Well, that's the thing. Like, I think in the last three years there's only been like a handful. Devin Booker and Chris Paul, I think, maybe. Um, I'm We'd have to pull that literally, up. Literally, that's off the top of my head. I could be very wrong, but I think there's only been two or three players in the last three seasons that have actually made the 50-40-90 club. I would, yeah. I mean, we're not going to get too much into it. I'd probably put Curry and Durant in that conversation as well but nonetheless it's a pretty exclusive club club sorry becoming a little bit less exclusive but we'll see how sustainable these numbers are but anyway my point was him and george were 50 40 90 um it was actually tough for me to choose between the two but when you really compare them side by side leonard's averaging more points more assists more steals per game he has a slightly higher usage rate but also half the turnovers per game which was yeah. interesting paul george is among the leaders in turnovers per game unfortunately um Leonard has a higher player efficiency rating and player impact estimate, and he's third overall in the league in net rating. Yeah. So at the end of the day, look, no one would argue uh, Paul George over Kawhi Leonard if you're yeah. going to pick a player. Well, Kawhi is the franchise guy, and Paul George is his sidekick. Kawhi Leonard is a two-time Finals MVP yeah. and two-time Defensive Player of the Year. Kawhi Paul Leonard's George has been Batman. in those conversations, maybe not Finals MVP, mm. but he's been in some of the conversations for MVP, but... Exactly. He's a Batman to... I mean, he's a Robin to Kawhi's Batman. Yeah, I would say that um, Paul George is more like the Joker or Sandman. Wow. Because when, when things are on the line, um, he disappears. Uh, and all he right. also looks a bit clowny. He does. <laughs> um, so At yeah. number three, retaining his position this week is Joel Embiid. Yeah. There's nothing I can add to this guy's season. He's been tremendous. Outstanding. Like, he, he has to be... Uh, MVP candidate and that's along with you know the other guys we've mentioned to this point I think all of these guys are well and truly at the top of the race for the MVP this season yeah it's going to be an interesting race when it comes down to it uh, but yeah Embiid's continuing to play up to his potential I think he's second in the league in player efficiency rating 
and all the rest of his stats are pretty outstanding. We don't need to go too far into that. Uh, number two, LeBron James. Um, again, not much to say. We already know the story with just LeBron. Amazing. He's he had unreal. a 46-point game the oh, other day. Just, wow. man. Unbelievable. At, at the age and, you know, the experience to do that in the way that he did, you know, like... He's a completely different player than he was 10 years ago. Absolutely. Completely different. Like, yeah. And it's incredible to see the transformation. I don't think people understand how difficult that is to do. To even add one thing to your game, let alone you know, tailor your whole game around your athletic ability now, is incredible. And yeah. a testament to you know, the, the greatest um, player of our generation. I think so, yeah. I'll tell you who could take notes about, like you were saying, tailoring their game around maybe a decline in athleticism would be Russell Westbrook. Mm. I don't expect Westbrook to turn into LeBron at that stage of his career, but definitely someone to model the change and adaptability after. He's really struggling at the moment, Westbrook. Really struggling. That might be its own podcast. Yeah, it might have to be. Um, But yeah, so number one, again, not shocking, Nikola Jokic. Look, the guy is unreal. He really isn't like anything else we've ever seen, at least not in my basketball watching life. Um, the he guy, can take a game off and get a triple double. Like yeah, honestly, he, exactly. And it, it's you know, the fact that he's getting triple doubles isn't the whole reason why he's here. Um, he is the center point for the offense in Denver. He dictates he is everything. He dictates the speed of the game, dictates the way that his teammates play, gets his teammates into positions to, to succeed. He is the most influential player in the NBA right now. Absolutely. Um, and yeah, that's why he holds the number one spot and uh, just keeps LeBron out of that top spot at <laughs> yeah. this point, at this point. Yeah, his his stats are truly remarkable. So I'll just give you a quick run through here. He is currently uh, number 14 in points per game. He is number six in rebounds per game. He's number three in assists per game. And he also sits at number six in steals per game. Incredible, man. Uh, among he's other stats, he's first outrageous. in player efficiency rating. Uh, he's among the leaders in true shooting percentage, effective field goal percentage, player impact estimate. Win share. He's, he's incredible. He's off he the really charts. is. Um, yeah. And I don't even think statistics do it justice. He really is, like, just amazing to watch. You don't think he's doing anything. And then, you know, he's the speed of the game changes when he gets the ball in his hands. He brings the ball up the court and he can still manage to blow by a player, even though he has not got elite athleticism. Not even close. Um, just the way that he <laughs> changes his dribble and changes the speed of his dribble and and uh, even getting um, people to b- bite on pump fakes. He has yeah. to be one of the best in the league um, with pump fakes. Yeah. Um, he's incredible. Really I was is. just going to say as well, what's even more impressive with him is he's not even in the top 20 of usage percentage. Yeah. And he's the focal point of the team and he has all these other stats going for him. And the other thing too, a little bit of a, a medium take, maybe like medium spicy, he might be the least athletic player in the NBA. He might be. What do you think? He might be. He might be? Okay. Yeah, he might be. He's definitely up there, and yet he still pulls off everything he does. So yeah. shout out to Nikola Jokic, number one in our hearts, number one on the power rankings. All right, let's move on to teams, Maka. Yeah. Um, the honorable mentions this week, unfortunately, the Nets have fallen out of the top five uh, after a, a you know mediocre week where you know they had some tough results and a lot of games uh, i think they had two games this week go to overtime 
um, all the last two weeks. A lot of scoring, not a lot of defense. Mm. I just wanted to say from my perspective, the Nets didn't fall out because they were playing poorly or bad. The other teams just played better than them. But nonetheless, the Nets have a lot of room for improvement. Yeah. Uh, like you're saying, some of the games had gone to overtime. They're just, honestly, they need to get their defense sorted out. It's really, really embarrassing. Yeah. But if they're going to outscore you, I mean, that's the name of the game. So be it. But uh, they fell out, and also the uh, Denver Nuggets are worth a mention because they've been riding, obviously, the uh, the powers of Nikola Jokic. And Michael Porter Jr. has looked really, yeah. really good. Um, he had a 30-point game the other day. Yeah, he did. Um, he so struggled against the Heat, um, but uh, before that, he was, he was playing fantastic. Yeah, so good to have him back. I love watching him play. So, at uh, number five, who do we got, Josh? We have the Milwaukee Bucks. Yep, yep. Uh, they have the highest point differential in the league. And this goes back to them having a tremendous regular season record. Uh, and that continues this season. They've looked really, really good. Yep. Um, they're one of the tougher uh, strength of schedules in the East as well. So, um, for them to be sitting where they are, they're currently number one or number two in the East. Um, they are number two by uh, win-loss percentage. There you go. But, the yeah, their strength of schedule has been a little bit stronger than Philly. Uh, who hold the highest win percentage in the East? So we give them a bit of a give them some credit for what they've done. Um, but yeah, the Bucks still have room for improvement um, overall. But yeah, shout out to the Bucks. So yeah. number four, we had Philadelphia. Uh, now I give them this slight edge over the Bucks uh, because of they have more wins. I believe the Sixers beat the Bucks this season already. Yes. They did play, yes. and the Sixers won that matchup. Yes. Obviously, there will be more matchups down the road. Um, but in that regard, they have an edge. They've just played really well. Joel Embiid has been an MVP caliber player this year, uh, as he should be. And the team looks really cohesive. It looks really good. So you'd love to see that. So basically, for reference, the Celtics dropped out of our top five. Oh, yeah. And they were replaced by the Sixers, um, with the Bucks falling back into the fifth position. Correct. Um, yeah. Which was held by the Celtics last week. Yeah, and so moving on to number three, who uh, retained their spot from last fortnight, it was the Los Angeles Clippers, um, who haven't necessarily done anything wrong. Mm. I feel like the the protocols and stuff have affected them maybe moving up. I think they probably would have won all of their games regardless, but uh, they've been firing on virtually all cylinders this yeah. season. They're playing really well. Um, I'm not a huge fan of everyone on the roster, but you have to give them credit. They've had some really solid contributions from their younger players. Yep. Um, I can't think of his name at the moment. The guard? Uh, there's Coffee. He's been really good. Okay. Co- Coffee um, with um, a Y. Amin, Amin Coffee. Yep. And also uh, Terrence um, Mann Terrence is pretty good. Terrence Mann, that's it. That's it. Yep. That's it. That's it. And um, Luke those Kennard. Guys, those guys have been really, really good. And Luke Kennard is getting better. He is very slowly getting better. That is not who I want to pick up. <laughs> Josh is just doing a bit of stalking. Don't mind him. Amir um, Coffee. Is it Amir? Amir. Oh, pardon Amir me, Amir. Coffee. Uh, really good defensively, great length, um, and he's shooting the ball pretty well at the moment too, and he's only on a two-way contract. So um, look to uh, him to get a permanent deal with uh, NBA team if he comes out of this without a permanent deal with the Clippers because he's looked really, really good. Yeah, no, he's been excellent. Uh, and so have the Clippers. So they've adapted to the isolation protocols really well, and they beat the Heat, uh, who are missing players, but nonetheless an impressive win. Moving on to number two, um, a bit controversial, I'm sure, for Laker fans, but the Los Angeles Lakers have lost their top spot to the Utah Jazz. Um, so the Jazz are on a 10-game winning streak, and I probably should double-check today. They're playing, I believe... 
Um, but they've been killing it. I mean, they've been amazing, unbelievable. Yeah, really, really good. And this goes to um, Mike Conley having an outstanding season off the back of his worst season in his history since coming into the league. He's rebounded this year and he's looked absolutely tremendous. Yeah. Um, He's back to dictating the offense. He kind of figured it out a bit. He did. Yeah. Yeah. And I think the the scheme kind of changed a little bit to suit him. And that was the right move for the jazz because they've looked tremendous. Yeah. I do have questions about them in the playoffs just because we need to see them progress through and the West is always tough, but they do seem to be actually built really well for the playoffs. Uh, They have a defensive anchor in Gobert. Say what you want about his contract. Um, I think even though Conley is one of the best defensive uh, guards in the league, he is relatively small. You're seeing a lot of NBA players now with size and skills and handles. So how he fares against larger wing players in the playoffs, we'll see. He may be singled out, even though he's really good on defense uh, as a mismatch. So we'll see what happens. Um, But yeah, Conley and the Jazz, I mean, we have to give a credit to Donovan Mitchell as well. He's been playing Clarkson off the bench. Number one in bench scoring. Yep, that's right. So the team is really cohesive. It's good to have Bogdanovich healthy as well. He's important um, because he was injured for the playoffs last year. But yeah, the Lakers, uh, I just wanted to point out their loss to the Pistons was kind of baffling. They didn't have Davis. um, And (laughs) Blake Griffin, after we uh, shredded him a little bit in our little segment last uh, week, he had a good fourth quarter. he was hitting threes and, and just playing really good basketball. Yeah. So shout out to Blake. I mean, you love to see it. I don't know if it's going to keep happening. But uh, yeah. I hope it does. So do I. I really hope so it do does. I. So just basically the Jazz take over the number one spot. Congratulations to them. And unfortunately, the Suns miss out um, after some difficult, Ooh. difficult results. Yeah. Um, yeah, they miss out uh, on our top five. Yes. Yeah, but no that good. is our power rankings for this fortnight. Um, we're going to move on to our Trash of the Week segment. Trash of the Week. Trash. Get that garbage out of here. Um, all right. I have the most trash player I have ever seen in the history of basketball. More than Drummond? Real dog. It was just, no. Look, the Drummond play was trash basketball. I, I think this play was more, you know, just completely like, uncalled for. Okay. Um. I have the Jamal Murray punch in the dick. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. I that see what you mean. absolutely abhorrent. Yeah. That breaks the bro code, I think. You it don't, really you does. You don't do that you don't to another do that. man. It, there's no place for that in the NBA. I agree. Shouldn't have done it. Should have got a couple of games suspension. Did we you see... You never should attack a man's manhood. <laughs> did we see what... Um, sorry, who did he punch again? It's a good question. I actually don't know. Well, I guess you'll... <laughs> I guess you'll see that we in, are the, excellent in the video asset. I just remember Fact Jamal checking. Murray and I was seeing red. I really did not like that play. I thought it was gross um, and I thought he should have been suspended and then he would have missed the heat game and we probably would have won. Man, we don't know what we're talking about. But yeah, Jamal Murray definitely did that uh, and that's a trash play. You cannot debate that. Um, I'm just looking up who he hit. Do you want to redo this or? No, no, it's fine. All right, I'll just cut this bit out. Just pretty was fine. It's 2,500. Oh, that's Tim, Tim Hardaway Jr. Oh, yeah. That's my boy, too. Mm. Okay. So, yeah, the player he punched uh, was Tim Hardaway Jr., who is a shoot-around favorite. Uh, Josh and I both love his game. But that's besides the point. You shouldn't hit a man in the manhood. 
Yeah. Uh, that's not cool. And he got off really light too, twenty five hundred dollar fine. Yeah. Didn't miss any games. Oh, sorry, twenty five thousand, not twenty five hundred, twenty five thousand. Twenty five hundred be super light. That would be very light. But yeah, by you know salary comparison, it's a very light fine. Percentage um, wise, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, that was trash. What's your trash? What do you got? Man, that was pretty trash. Uh, I had a pretty funny play, I thought. So, Russell Westbrook, who's been struggling all season, uh, he had a play where basically he lost his dribble uh, on a drive, and then he tried to regather himself. It was against the Spurs. I have seen this on this one. And he drove into traffic again and just threw the ball into a space where he shouldn't have thrown the ball. It was a turnover, and the Spurs were already up by about 15, 16 points. So, yeah, not a great play. That's awful. I thought it was just, like, forced basketball. It was Russell Westbrook playing way out of control, which we tend to see more often than you'd like. And uh, it was just trash. I mean, they called a timeout after. It was kind of like, what are you doing, bro? They were already down by 16. So the fact that he, you know, put the ball on the floor and, you know, dribbled straight into another player is just, I don't know. I don't know what he's doing. It seemed like a frustration move by Westbrook, which... That's the thing. Part of his game is playing aggressively and with passion uh, and with force. And sometimes he goes way overboard and it leads to plays like that. Yeah. So I thought that was pretty trash. It was trash. Yep. So trash of the week. Westbrook well and deserved. Um, Jamal Murray do not get a Tim Tam. No, they get minus one. Tim they get Tim. the crumbs from the, pa- the packet. Yeah. All right. We'll send them an empty packet of Tim Tams. Uh, so. Um, Hot take of the week. Hot take of the week. What do you got, Josh? Now you kick off. What do you got? Okay, cool. Um, I'm going to say here, the Warriors, Golden State Warriors, are going to win a championship within the next three seasons. Wow. Um, I was watching them the other night, and they have a few pieces missing. As everyone probably knows, Clay Thompson's been injured now for two seasons with unfortunate leg injuries. Once he's back, I can really see them getting back to being a proper threat in the West. Clay Thompson provides so much for that team. Shooting, obviously, one of the greatest shooters of all time, and also uh, being a defensive threat or a defensive, uh, not being a defensive liability, he can cover up for anything Curry might have on the defensive end. So bringing him back is important to the team and the Splash Brothers. Uh, I don't think Curry is going to stop being effective shooting the ball. And from what I've seen with Wiseman, man, the potential is insane. Like this guy looks like a poor man's Carl Anthony Towns right now. Yeah, like he can shoot the ball. He rim rolls already one of the better players in the league at rim rolling. He protects the basket and he runs the floor like a deer. Pretty good in mid-range. Yep. He, he's actually a you know, very well-rounded player. I actually like that take. That's a proper hot take and I like it. I agree with it. I, I think they good. will be too. As long as Clay comes back and you know, looks like himself, he's yeah. now missed two seasons. So that's, that's a big point, actually. That's a real tough thing to do. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they look good. Um, I think Draymond's career, he really needs a, a fresh start. Um, I, don't I don't think know. he's going anywhere, but yeah, I know what you're I, saying. I agree with you. I know what I, you're saying. I think for Draymond's career, I think for Draymond, like as a player, he needs to go somewhere where he can be the leader on the team. Um, I think he kind of falls behind Steph a little bit um, with the Warriors, but I like that take. I agree. I, I do think that if everyone comes back and you know plays the way that they're capable, then yeah, Warriors should. Rebound. I like it. I think they're going to be back on top soon. Um, they'll be challenging the Lakers at the very, very least. I agree. Yeah, and I also just wanted to point out. I think Wiseman might be a future Defensive Player of the Year. So wow, that's cool. He's man, he's unreal. Yeah, his length and his athleticism. 
Yeah. But uh, yeah, that was my hot take of the week. My hot take is that Mike Conley should receive close to a max extension for two to three years. Whoa. He's currently playing the best basketball of his career. Now, you can argue with me all you want about his Grizzlies days, but as far as uh, you know, effective winning, he is the NBA leader in plus minus. Okay. Uh, and the box score doesn't tell you half of what he's done for the team. So, you know, points per game, not really that high. Assist per game, not his career best. Rebounding, again, not career best. But the way that he's playing on the court, he's in control. Um, he's dictating the offense. Reminds me a lot of, you know, Chris Paul and the way Chris Paul plays. Yeah. Um, dictating offense, telling players where to play. And that'll be a huge bonus in the playoffs. And I think that uh, the Jazz would be silly letting him walk into free agency. Man, they actually have a tough decision with him because, like, last season, he wasn't great. Exactly. Um, and yeah. at that money, they were kind of like, Ooh, can't wait till the contract runs out, presumably. But now he's come back and been really strong this year. I don't know if a max is really what they're going to do, but I get your point. He's worth keeping. He's very valuable to the team. That's a pretty hot take as well. Thanks. Um, so thanks for that one. That's all right. <laughs> Anytime. All right. Um, it's time to move on. You want to have a bit of fun? To everybody's favorite uh, quiz, the NBA Shootaround Podcast Quiz. My favorite quiz. Yeah. Um, it rivals Jeopardy. It rivals all the quiz shows out there. Eight out of ten cats. Yep. Uh, um, Family Feud. Yeah, Family Feud. That's a, another personal best. Steve Harvey hosted. <laughs> all right. Let's go. What do you got? You start us off. All right. We'll just do one each. You do one, I do one. Back and forth? Yeah, back and forth. Snake draft? Mix it up. Okay. I don't know if that's snake draft. Anyway. All right. Number. It's (laughs) It's really not. Not even close. All right. Number one. Uh, True or false? Larry Bird is the only person in NBA history to win NBA NBA MVP, Coach of the Year, and Executive of the Year in their professional career. Larry Bird. I don't know if he won Coach of the Year. So he used to coach the Pacers, uh, for everyone's reference here. He used to play for the Boston Celtics. Okay, true. It is true. Yeah. You got it. He is, that's an unreal accolade. Yeah, that's incredible. To win all three of those, like his, yeah, that's I couldn't remember if, remember if he won coach, but I'm sure I've heard that statistic before. Yeah, we can yeah. tell you guessed that one. That's you got a pretty lucky. common one. I did get <laughs> very lucky. All right. All right. Uh, true or false? James Harden has more career points than Camilo Anthony. Oof. False. Yeah, you're right. Oof, got it. Yeah, you're right. So uh, Carmelo Anthony is 16th uh, in the all-time scoring list with 26,644 points. And James Harden is 41st with 21,329. So there's actually 20-odd uh, spots, 25-odd spots between them. Harden's going to fly up that list, surely. Yep. And you probably see on that list, Durant is up there, probably around the top 20. Yeah. Carmelo actually just recently passed Tim Duncan on that list. Yeah. And I think by the end of the year, he could be in the top 10. So Carmelo, sneaky, making his way up the all-time scoring list. All right, number two, true or false, Stephen Curry holds the NBA record for threes made in a game with 13. Damn, you're going to get me on this one too, because I, I don't know if it's him or Clay. So Curry hit 13 in a game against the Pelicans uh, a few seasons ago. I think it was the year after they lost to the Cavs in the finals. So the first year Durant was with the team. Curry hit 13. He was absolutely on fire. 
I think it was a game against Portland that holds the record. Um, but I think it was... I think it was Clay. So I'm going to say false. Damn it. You are correct. It was yeah. Clay Thompson who has the record. So false. Curry is not the record holder. It was against the Bulls. Oh, there you go. Sorry. And really weird anecdote from that game. Clay was on fire and then he chucked on a headband. I can't remember if he had like a, a some sort of issue with a like maybe he was bleeding or something. Yeah. But he chucked on a headband. He just kept scoring at will and he hit 14 threes. Yeah. So the funny thing is I expect either of them to surpass that eventually. Yeah. Maybe Curry one of these games. But yeah, 14 is the record. All right. What's your number two? Uh, this actually goes back to one of your points before. So this is interesting to see if you know who uh, this is. Okay. Um, so this week, Reggie Miller dropped to third in all-time made threes. True. So who are the two players above him? So you obviously know one of them. Ray Allen is number one right now. Yeah, you're right. Okay. He's yeah. got like 2,700 or something. Yeah, something yeah. outrageous. Yeah. yeah. I remember watching the game where he took over Miller. And yeah. The, the Celtics there crowd was on fire. That was good. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so I that thought you might get that one. I, You know, last week I kind of went with some abstract ones. So I thought they were I'd tough. Go a little bit more. Oh, that's kind. Standard. Look at this guy. I try. Just so kind. Next one's pretty rough. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. This is a good one. I, I like this one here. So... LeBron James, true or false? LeBron James is currently in the top five for total points mm -hmm. and assists mm -hmm. in a career. That's true. That is false. Is it really? Yeah, he is not in the top five for assists. What's he sixth? He's eighth. Uh, he is top. He's number absolute th load of. <laughs> he's number three in scoring pile of. But he's number eight in assists. You know, I was only looking at those statistics this morning. That's why I was so oh, confident, and I ooh. thought he was. But anyway, whatever. I don't yeah, it's just a stupid game. Whenever I did these, <laughs> I'm going to love it. Whenever I do these, I am always like, did Josh look at these stats? Would he be paying attention? And yeah. I got you with that one. Yeah, you Oof. did. You did. You Quick anecdote. Me. Westbrook, would you believe this, is number 14 all-time in assists. I do believe that, yes. I, that blew my mind. Yeah. Because I, like, I know that. he's high up in numbers, yeah. but I didn't expect him to be that high. He's missed a lot of games, and I think uh, earlier in his career, he was only averaging like five assists or something. Like Early, early can't, stages, can't, but it started recall. to grow, and yeah, it did. That's yeah. right. I high mean, usage yeah. is going to lead to high numbers, so that's fair. Um, yeah, go ahead. Have you done three? You've done three now. That's three. Okay. Um, so there are two NBA MVPs all time who have never played a finals game. Do you know who they are? Wow. Okay. There are only two. Giannis. Antetokounmpo. Oh, wow, you're right. There's so, three. Sorry, NBA MVPs? Yeah, for all the time. So there's three. So, yeah, sorry, my bad. That's You're 100% correct. That's that's one. Okay. Uh, I almost said James Harden. So Giannis Antetokounmpo yes. is one. Yes. I uh, might have just voided your question. You did. No, uh, the no other you got two. me. I, I've completely, yeah, <laughs> completely missed Giannis. Caught him off guard. Yeah. Oh, the other two, who would they be? So there's one active. Really? Yes. One more. That hasn't played in the finals. Yeah. Derek Rose? Yes. And one active and one not active. Yes. I'm, I don't know if I'm going to get the other one. So I got two. Yeah, you got two. So that counts. So you technically got the question right. Sweet. But who's the other person? Just curious. Steve Nash. Oh, Nashy. Never played in a finals game. I should know that one. That's cr a crazy statistic considering the numbers that that man put up in his career. 
Uh, interesting statistic about Steve Nash. Okay. Uh, with 118 career playoff games under his belt, no one in NBA history has played more playoff games without reaching the NBA Finals. So that's tough. Wow. That's real tough. That's actually Nash. a hard stat to listen to. Yeah. Because he deserved it to make 100%. the finals. Similar to Chris Paul, that sort of thing. Yeah. It's too bad. Two-time MVP. That's a that's a real rough one. Yeah. All right. Um, uh, what do you got? All right. Another fun fact for us all here. Did you know that more number one overall draft picks have been born in Melbourne, Melbourne, Australia, than any other city in the world? That's crazy. Isn't Two. it? Three. Three. Name them. Bogut. Yep. Uh, Irving. Yep. And Ben Simmons. Yeah. That's nuts. Man. I'm happy that you got Irving. Yeah, wow. Because Simmons and Bogut are obviously Australian, but Yeah. No, yeah. I knew I knew Kyrie was born in Melbourne. But yeah. yeah, that's crazy. I don't know if Melbourne would claim the the nuts Kyrie Irving, but nonetheless. I mean they're all a bit bonkers. True. But true. Yeah. That's born very in true. <laughs> that's gonna happen. And uh sorry, one more fact for us here. <laughs> okay. Uh, Fun fact, Mac. (laughs) Did you know Caitlyn Jenner was selected in the 1977 NBA draft? I did not know that. In the seventh round. Wow. Back when he was, sorry, back when she was known as Bruce Jenner when he was a world star, a world class athlete for the United States. Bruce Jenner was selected in the 1977 NBA draft in the seventh round. That's crazy. I looked into it a little bit. Um, Really no logic behind it, honestly. Uh, (laughs) Just picked for his athleticism? I think it was something to do with... um, It might have been like a hometown pick or something like that. Yeah, it was like a publicity thing. Ah. Because at the time, he was one of the greatest athletes in the world, at least in America. He was very famous. So, yeah. Bruce Jenner almost came into your living rooms as a superstar basketball player. Thank goodness he didn't. He would not be very good. Bruce Jenner almost came into your living room. Good times. Wow. That is something else. Thank you for those fun facts, Mac. You're welcome. Fun fact, Mac yep. is back. Yeah. All right. Uh, I think that'll do us this week. Have you got anything important? We're good. Okay, we're good. Um, thank you guys for tuning in this week. We really appreciate your support. Um, if you haven't already, please like this video, subscribe to our uh, various platforms and tell your friends please yeah please tell your friends to come and listen to two idiots talk about basketball yeah um this was going to be called the idiot savant podcast yeah um, but we missed that opportunity it was already Um, taken yeah fallout 4 had a copyright on it or something um but yeah thank you guys for tuning in we'll catch you next week uh and make sure you listen to our special episode on the minnesota timberwolves as well very important super interesting podcast that we did um if we don't say so ourselves yeah Thank you, guys. I appreciate you tuning in. Catch you next week. See ya.